Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Folks, this is the Wesson Walker Show, live from the Charlotte Convention Center, the 30th annual Charlotte Auto Show. And it's starting to pick up in here, Walker. We're starting to get a lot of foot traffic, people walking around, looking at the cars, seeing what they want to buy, getting a v- good view of things. I wonder, is this a better experience as far as car buying besides a salesman hounding you down and sitting in the dealership for six hours? You could watch two or three movies while you're just waiting to purchase yep. a car. I wonder if this is a better buy experience I, I mean there are a lot of nice cars so if you are able to afford these then I think it might be because you do just get it's almost like a leisure activity I saw one dude there's a truck in front of us and I saw one dude just kind of hop up and down on the tailgate of the truck and I didn't see anybody else tell him to stop I guess he just wanted to check it out and so he was able to do that maybe I'm sure a salesman would allow you to do it but these guys are just having fun using the trucks as jungle gym so I imagine it would be a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah I saw the guy over there jumping into the Humvee and so yeah people are out here having a great time keep the text coming the Humvee the- is safe too like I know you are a dad I know your son is about to be driving I imagine here in a couple of years yeah it doesn't get much more safe than the Humvee. It doesn't. I wish I could get it for him, man, so you can yep. make sure he's good and safe in that car. Keep the text coming on the Charlotte Men's Clinic text hotline 704-570-9610. Great thoughts coming in there. And, Walk, I told you in a break, real quick before we get into the campus corner, uh, there was an article that came out yesterday, and they were talking about on a station in Raleigh, ABC 27 to be exact, and this guy, they don't know if it's real, if it's not, if the guy's indeed a true uh, pest control specialist. But just the whole scenario alone, offering $2,500 to a household willing to have 100 live cockroaches released in their homes. I'm sorry for all of you out there eating your cheese sandwiches, your burgers, any of that type of stuff right now, man. I, I hope I didn't mess it up for you. But just wanted to present that to the listeners, to have that uh, go in your home for a month and for you to get a check for 2500 Would you do it? And if you wouldn't do it for that amount, is there amount in which you would do this hit the kitchen lights cockroaches everywhere <laughs> 2500 one time yeah if it was even monthly For a I don't, month i don't even know if i would do it monthly like if i mean and i guess that means there'd be 100 more introduced no mm. 2500 Honestly, Wes, not even close to enough amount of money for me to allow 100 cockroaches released into my home. And the other thing is, this guy doing pest control, I'm sure because I am not familiar with what pest control guys are like beyond Mm -hmm. the normal, hey, why don't you come out and spray my house around the outside to make sure we don't have any of these cockroaches in. What does that collection look like? And I'm questioning you. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> I know you're supposed to kill them, and then I know you're supposed to transport them, but how many are you catching live? Or are you just letting them breed? Do you have a cockroach collection at your house? 
for you to then transport to these houses. How many people are going to sign up for this? Right. Because I imagine there's going to be a few. And so if there's, I don't know, if there's 10 people, that means you got a 1,000 cockroaches that you have at your house right now. Yeah. And that you're willing to pay 2500 to just, what, just experiment? See what their <laughs> style is? I got a lot of questions, and I'm not about to find out by only receiving $2,500. Not only that, man, I just couldn't imagine. You'd be trembling going to bed at night. Any little thing that you feel, your girl could reach over and touch you, and you're going to jump through the roof like Sylvester uh, on a Warner Brothers cartoon. Look, I mean, and this is not to say, I, I have had a couple of, not at this house, not at the last three previous days, but after college, when you got a little bit of that frat lifestyle rolling, it wasn't frat for me, yeah. but it was frat-like lifestyle. Yeah, there are a couple cockroaches roaming around, and I didn't play that. It was awful. I hated every bit of it, uh -huh. and that's why I didn't stay at the house all that long, and then I couldn't wait to get up out of there. I'm not about to only get $2,500 just to reintroduce them in my life. All right, man. Woody from Stanley said, that's not enough. I need millions. But now let's get to the campus. Countner. All right, folks. So I saw an interesting post this morning, man. I like to peruse on Instagram. And so I saw an interesting uh, post that said that there may be a scenario where zero SEC teams make the playoffs. I almost gasped. I almost rolled out of bed and hit dream. the floor. I couldn't believe it. No, this is not my dream. <laughs> I do respect the SEC a lot, even though their fans are quite annoying. But they're, you know, respectfully annoying because they've earned a lot of belts over the years. But they pointed out a scenario to which you could see a potential 13-0 Ohio State, 13-0 Florida State, and a 13-0 Washington with a 12-1 Texas as a Big 12 champ, 12-1 Bama as an SEC champ, and then 12-1 Georgia. Texas would have head-to-head -head versus Bama, and Bama would have head-to-head -head versus Georgia. This is a real scenario that could happen. I know we talked about it yesterday, the possibility of getting sick and tired, or at least I was saying that, of Georgia and Alabama in a potential playoff scenario if they both got in and played in the national championship yet again. But what do you think about this? Do I need to read it again so we can get all the details clear? Or what, what would you think about a scenario? How realistic do you think it is, and how weird would it be to have a college football playoff with no SEC team? So weird that I don't expect it whatsoever. They are going to put an SEC team in the college football playoff. It would be Georgia. It would be Alabama. There would be one representative. Hell, West, in that scenario that you just gave me, I don't know if it would be crazy to say that there would still be two teams that make it. With Georgia and Alabama only having one loss, Texas having another loss, a couple of games that they played recently in back-to-back -back contests, they beat Kansas State, ranked Kansas State, to be clear, but they only beat them by a field goal. They beat TCU, but only beat them by a field goal. Yesterday's team is not today's team. I think that's what the college football playoff committee would rely on, saying that Alabama is a different squad as they've been playing in the last month compared to when they played Texas early in the season before Jalen Milrow really got his feet wet as a starting QB. So even in that scenario, you're right. You could twist it all the way to the point and say no SEC team is going to get in there. Ohio State, Michigan, they'd be the obvious choices. But there would be enough hate, I think, towards Florida State, even undefeated to where there'd be that argument against them. I think they'd still get in. Eventually, I'd still think it's one. But you might even have a case to say Georgia, Alabama, those are two of the best four college football teams. And all. And then I guess you'd have Washington would be tough. But even though I don't think that would be enough of a scenario to keep the SEC out entirely, Wes. What say you? Yeah, we pointed out as well just Georgia and the ridiculous 
superlatives that they've acquired through this win streak, how dominant they've been. I just don't see how the committee would leave out an Alabama team, for one, just off their own cachet, but then, two, for you to go in and beat a team that has been so dominant, that has been crushing everyone. I just don't know how you keep the team that beat that team. Georgia hasn't lost in two years. How can you keep a team out that beat a team that lost in two years? But the Texas scenario, it does present something interesting if they are able to win out, if all of these teams went out. And we already know, Walker, this is college football. Everybody ain't winning out. We're going to get some upsets along the way. Championship Saturday is going to produce something that we're not ready for. And so that's the thing with that, man. But I just thought that that was very interesting. And it is a realistic scenario. It's not like there's zero chance that this would happen. But a lot would have to happen for it to happen. All right, moving right along. North Carolina and Clemson are going to get it on this weekend. And we know the Tar Heels coming off their double overtime win over Duke, uh, albeit controversial. And then we got Clemson right now that's looking like they are ready to rock and roll after beating Notre Dame and then handling their business last week against Georgia Tech, who was coming in hot, playing as good offensively as anybody in the country. Is Carolina walking into a buzzsaw in Death Valley? Buzzsaw seems strong. I still don't. They're rolling, man. They're they're playing real well. They are seven point <laughs> underdogs too. I heard mm. that earlier today. Yes. And so I think that would reflect more of what you're saying. But they are rolling defensively for sure. Offensively, it's still not anything that I trust a ton. Phil Moffa's rolling. Cade Klubnik's not. When your quarterback, he did throw four touchdowns last week, and also what 109 yards. He like, did. And, yeah. And so so it it wasn't that wasn't the reason that that offense got rolling as much. Cade Klubnik's playing better, you know, and kudos to him for that. But I think Phil Moffa is going to be able to run on North Carolina for sure. I do think that they're going to be susceptible to that. But I think North Carolina's offense is also going to be able to score enough against Clemson's defense. I don't know who I'm going to have winning this game. I think it's going to be close. But buzzsaw to me, I, don't, I wouldn't say that they're running into a, bu- a buzzsaw to the point where they don't have a shot or that I overwhelmingly favor Clemson at that seven-point figure. Right now, if I were to bet the spread, I would say Carolina can cover and maybe even pick Clemson to win at home. But to me, it doesn't necessarily, I don't think there's a monster gap between these two teams right now. Well, the reason, too, that I dubbed them a buzzsaw is just that we saw this team and not that they looked despondent or looked like they you know weren't the Clemson that we knew but it wasn't quite on the same level and the last two weeks emotionally physically they look like a totally different football team they look like the football team that we expected to see uh, for most if not all of this season and I felt like Dabo's fury everybody questioning this team this program has really gotten to these guys and that's why I feel like emotionally uh, this team is ready to take on all comers Clemson's won 23 of its last 26 November games this is a team that they love to start to play better as this season gets down the stretch and with the young pups that they had making all of those plays, those freshmen, especially those defensive backs, Avion Terrell, A.J. Terrell's little brother and those guys coming out there playing the type of football that they were playing. You got young guys out there who don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? They're ignorant to the college football game. When you talk about they don't know that they're not going to the college football playoffs. They don't know that they're not supposed to be playing good football as the year closes. And so that's why I say this is going to be an interesting game. I'm taking the Tigers at home, not because it's North Carolina, but I just feel like Clemson right now, they're getting back to playing a physical, emotional brand of football. Now, if this game were in Chapel Hill, maybe I'd feel differently. Yeah. But I just think that defensively they're going to devise a game plan that 
Uh, Drake May, I think he's going to play well, but I don't know if he just shreds them like he does everybody else. And I think when you play Carolina, that's the key. Keep Drake May from just having a gaudy game. If you can keep him to having a solid, respectable game, I think that will uh, help you out. It, it, Moose writes in, you know, Walker, Clemson is going to be the best defense that North Carolina faces all year, which is true. I also think that Drake May is the best quarterback that Clemson is going to face all year. With all due respect to Jordan Travis, who's been having a fantastic season, and Jordan Travis should get Heisman consideration because of team success, and he's been very good. I do think Drake May overall is a better quarterback and a better NFL prospect, and their running, their rushing attack is also good. When they've lost games, Wes, it's not been because their offense has been stopped. They have not been stopped all year long. Right. It's because they couldn't stop Virginia's offense, they couldn't stop their rushing attack, and they couldn't stop Georgia Tech, despite Drake May and company putting up 40 points. Now, that's absolutely, that could be true here against Clemson. I don't expect North Carolina to stop Phil Maffa. I don't expect them to limit him, but can North Carolina keep up enough in order to score as many points? And they can do it, especially if it's on the shoulders of Drake May, they can do it quickly with how accurate he is throwing downfield. And so that's why I'm not overwhelmingly saying that Clemson's going to win. Last thing to your point, though, Clemson has four conference losses. They have four losses on the year. Three of those are away. One is at home, but that one being at home is against Florida State. And so even with them not looking like the same old Clemson football team from the last couple of seasons, for the most part, they have been at home and the only loss to the Seminoles who haven't had a loss all season long. All right, and then really quick, we're up against it, but when you talk about the Seminoles and them being in the college football playoffs and people questioning if they are a top-four team, do you think this team is college football playoff championship game good when you compare them to the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Washingtons, and those teams? Does Florida State look like a one-and-donner, a true championship contender in your eyes? Say the team one more time. The Florida State Seminoles. I don't think they're one and done. I think what they're doing is establishing a, a, a nice tradition. Not tradition. And I'm saying in this there. particular playoffs, do you think that they're a team that's going to get in there and really make some noise? Do you put them on par with the other teams in the country? I think just, they have so much talent mm -hmm. to where I'm not going to count them out. Like yeah. I, I hear you. I don't think that they have been as dominant as some of these other teams mm -hmm. against better competition. I thought the ACC was going to really prove themselves this year. I don't think it's been that way during the second half, especially with mm -hmm. North Carolina losing a couple of games, and that's disappointing. But that defense still has a lot of talent on that side. They do. Jordan Travis has answered the bell and then some. We've seen those wide receivers when they play. Keon Coleman, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., best receiver in the country. Keon Coleman right there after him in a deep wide receiver class. He's certainly going to be a first-round consideration. He's going to be picked in the first round. No, he's, he's really good, but I say Malik Washington in, at Virginia is the best receiver in the ACC. Look at the numbers. Top 10 in the, in the nation, man. He's got over. He, he's got almost 1,200 yards right now. Keon Coleman. Shouts to Virginia. <laughs> Keon Coleman is a good wide receiver that's probably going to be taken Yeah, he's big round. time. No question. They got enough talent to contend with any contender there in the college football playoff. I don't think that they are just a shoe in to be a one and done. Yeah, I think uh, I think Michigan would smush them in a the game. Uh, I think that Ohio a State. Smush. I think they could compete with Ohio State. Uh, Washington, I think, would be an entertaining game. So yeah, I, I think Florida State's there, but I think Georgia. Yeah, I don't even think that would be close. I think Georgia and Michigan are a class above Florida State. I think Florida State needs another year to infuse a little bit more talent before they can compete with some of those teams. Are they bad enough? for you to consider keeping a Florida State undefeated team out of the playoff? No, I don't think so. I think if they run the table, win the championship, I think they've gotten uh, they, they've got enough wins under their belt to get there. And I think they're very talented. It's just something with them, though, to where they just 
they don't have that kill switch to where they just can just put their foot on the gas and just really run people out of the building. Like I said, they like to play with their food.